Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. The Women's World Cup Show. It's a really, really good finish. I love goals like that on TalkSport 2. Happy Thursday, you lovely lot. I'll never get tired of saying it. England have made it to the final of the Women's World Cup. It was third time lucky for the Lionesses. After losing out in the last two World Cup semi-finals. they put old demons to rest, shocking co-hosts Australia with a 3-1 win. Goals from Ella Toon, Lauren Hemp and Alessia Russo secured the victory. And even an absolute wonder goal from Sam Kerr couldn't stop this England team. The Lionesses are already European champions, so can they go one better and become world champions too? And they have done it! England are European champions for the first time in their history. The Lioness fairy tale has its perfect ending. My challenge was can I bring people together from another culture, first staff, then players, with the support of the FA, of course, and then how it works out in this year is just really incredible. There's a confidence and there's a belief in what they do, and I do think that comes from Serena. Football has come home. All about gunning for World Cup glory this England. As they prepare for the summer. These lionesses are reminding us just how much joy we can all get from football. And it's to the far post and daily! Six of the best for England! Next game against Nigeria is not going to be an easy one. Chloe Kelly from the spot to send England into the quarterfinals! She does! Rousseau to finish it! Alessia Rousseau sends England to the World Cup final! They obtain the co-host! 80,000, 85,000 people behind Australia. So of course it's going to be a tough game. It's a good team, they grew in the tournament. But then winning 3-1 is just really incredible. Another historic win for a team that seems to have become unstoppable. Talk Sports England reporter Courtney Sweetman-Kirk sat down with FA CEO Mark Bullingham, who told her just what this achievement means for English football. Absolutely incredible. I mean, our first World Cup final since 1966 and our first one ever abroad. It's just huge. I mean, obviously, it's a massive achievement for the team, massive achievement for Serena, but for the whole country, I think it's brilliant. 
I think in general for the FA, are you in the healthiest place you've ever been in terms of the men's senior team going deep into tournaments? Obviously, the Lionesses achieving the Euros, a World Cup final, and you know the, the youth teams as well on, on both sides achieving great things. Yeah, look, clearly we're in a great place, and that's uh, not come about by accident. There's been a huge amount of work that's gone into that over many years, from the investment at St George's Park, the investment in pathways, the support, particularly Lionesses and everything they've been doing over the last few years. I'm so pleased that that support's come through to fruition and we've managed to give what is a brilliantly talented group of players the support they need to achieve their potential. Prior to the tournament, there's a few talks around the bonuses and I know look, the girls have made it clear those talks are ongoing and, and they felt heard, but obviously now you've got World Cup finalists on your hands. Does that, those chats you know, take on a different dimension maybe when they reconvene? Yeah, not, not really. Uh, our challenge there was time, actually, um, FIFA announced the prize money relatively late, which really didn't give us enough time to finalise the bonuses before they came out here. And then the players said, look, let's just park it until after the tournament. Fully respect that. The key thing from our point of view is the mood in the camp's been great, relationship's great, and we're really committed to two things. One, which is let's try and win this tournament. And secondly, we're all aligned behind growing women's and girls' football. And on the, the back of this tournament, legacy is a word that's used a lot. And I'm just wondering, the FA, what are the, the tangible plans that you've got going forward to, on, on the back of a wonderful World Cup campaign? Yeah, look, it, similar for the Euros, we had a very, very clear plan. We have a very clear plan for women and girls football. We want equal access in clubs. We want equal access in schools. We've made huge headway on that in the last few years. And what the Euros did was gave us a huge boost in the arm in terms of interest, in terms of getting schools and clubs really fired up to have women and girls teams. What this would do, though, would be, again, take it to a whole new level and give it another turbo charge. So clear plan that gets accelerated. And it's fantastic being out here, but we are in a little bit of a bubble. So I'm just wondering, sort of them messages that you, you're getting from home and you know, the guys at the FA back at home, what is, is the sort of feeling and mood? Very jovial, I, I, um, I imagine, but you know, is there any insight you can give us? Oh, it's all really positive. I mean, the whole organisation's absolutely behind the team. And so many people at home have invested time and effort in supporting the team over the last few years and, and feel incredibly proud of what the players are now doing. So, yeah, everyone's in a great place and we can see how the country's excited as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of fans, obviously, for the girls, but I think for Serena Wiegmann as well, she's stolen the hearts of, of the English public. And I'm just wondering, taking you back to sort of employing Serena, it's a bit of a change of direction in terms of the manager's um, that you'd had previously a proven winner so I was just wondering about that process into you know, bringing her to the national team and, and yeah the thought process behind bringing in her as a proven winner yeah um, so Sue Campbell and I ran that process and Kay Cossington also gave us some insight into different um, potential candidates and from day one having met Serena the very first meeting she was our preferred candidate she's just incredible and you could see that obviously her track record is brilliant but the way she conducts herself, the way she builds a really strong culture in camp, the way she's been um, in terms of adapting her tactics through this tournament, she's just proven to be a huge success. So from our side, we want two things out of a managerial process. Of course, we want to appoint someone who's more likely to win matches. That's got to be number one criteria. Secondly, as the National Federation, of course, you want to continue to grow the national talent pool. Um, but we're delighted that we appointed her, and I think it will inspire a, a you know, new generation of lionesses come through. Yeah, and speaking to Serena throughout the tournament and speaking to Kay earlier as well, it seems like there's a, a really bright future for that pathway for, for young girls and, and obviously boys on the other side of it as well going forward for England. 
absolutely. We've got some great talent coming through. We've just got to make sure they get the playing opportunities in their clubs um, and we feel that they can then reach their potential and, and give us many more years of success. So we don't want the last few years to be you know, viewed back in history as just a, a moment in time. We want it to continue. We want that success to be built upon. England's success is a result of work of so many people behind the scenes. The FA's Women's Technical Director, Kay Cossington, told us more about the work that's gone into building such a successful Lionesses squad. We've got to talk about last night. What a wonderful achievement. Can you put it into words yet? No, it's quite surreal still, um, just thinking about the occasion. I mean, it was a wonderful occasion for women's football per se. Um, but for us, it's still a bit of a pinch me moment that we've actually made it into the World Cup final. Um, but a, a wonderful occasion for everybody. And for you personally as well, you would have coached a lot of these players through the youth system. So is that that extra sense of, of pride for you seeing those players on the biggest stage of all? Yeah, it makes me feel old, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I'm extremely proud um, to see them fulfilling their dreams. From knowing them from some of them kind of eight, nine, ten years of age um, is a very, really, really proud moment. And in terms of you know, your part of that team behind the team, as it were, technical director and I'm interested, especially since Serena's come in, what changes you've seen, not just obviously at the, the senior level, but what's been implemented now through that England system? Yeah, we worked really hard just before Serena came in and when she did come in to make sure that we had systems and structures in place to give our players every chance of preparing effectively and being able to be ready for to meet the demands of the game. And that's something that we deliver throughout all of our age group teams. We put in place a really good, clear blueprint for success. Um, for all of our development teams, which is a playing, coaching and operating curriculum that helps us ensure that we can proactively develop players throughout all of the ages and stages and get them ready for senior team competition. Um, but for us, it's really around building a culture too, building a really um, welcoming, high-performing culture that's you know high level, allows everybody to be themselves and thrive in that environment. And I think you can see that playing out here too. Yeah, I think that's shown, and especially you know since Serena's come in, the freedom... Um, that the senior team play with and obviously that then comes down through the system. Is is that something that they're now seeing in terms of the success through the system as well? Yeah, we have a real clear playing style and identity that we develop specific for our game. You know, to, to again, we've done a big piece of work around the demands of the game, both from a technical, tactical point of view. What is it that we needed to, to do and be prepared for? We knew the game was evolving. And I think if you look back at the 2019 World Cup, the game's very different to then. If you look back even further to the 2015 World Cup, the game looked very different then too. So we had to keep up with the modern kind of way that the game was developing um, on and off the pitch. And I think we now have a really good clear identity and style of play that we we deliver throughout all of our pathway teams and connected with our seniors. And specific to, to what England are looking for and, and the sort of players, has that changed with the evolution and in, in quite specific to what Serena wants from, from a team and also that personal aspect of, of being around a squad as well and making sure that they're together? Yeah, no, I don't think it's changed our talent ID philosophy. I think that's remained the same. You know, we want to identify talent all over the country. You know, talent um, ID is a fundamental part of making sure that we get the right players in the system and we're able to then wrap the right support around each of those individual players to give them the best possible chance of succeeding. And so our identification processes haven't changed and the types of players that we're selecting. You know, all of these players come through the system pre-Serena. Um, um, we've done a pretty good job of ensuring that we've got a really good conveyor belt. We've got a fantastic under-23 squad now too. So um, the future is, you know, really good in terms of the, the, the numbers and depth of players that we got coming through the system. 
And in, in terms of that system, obviously the, the Lionesses at the senior level very much have a target on their back now. And is that something that maybe the youth teams are seeing as well as soon as they're going into competition, having that England shirt, sorry, that England badge on your chest, it's almost a bit of a marker now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they feel the pressure. I think they feel really excited to be part of something that's really special. You know, everybody, every player, you put your boots on when you're younger and you dream of being in FA Cup finals and World Cup finals, and now that's a possibility. So, you know, we've got a really great carrot for those players to kind of latch onto and ensure that we provide the support for them to help them give them every chance. That's our jobs. Our job is to help those players get on those big stages and be ready to perform at the highest level. And that's what gives us the, the success. I know this is probably a difficult question and it might be hard to pinpoint one thing, but in general, when we're talking about 10, 15 years ago and now where you know, this system is, what do you think has been one of the biggest changes that's improved and, and got the Lionesses to where they are now in, in the FA system? I think there's two things. I think there's um, the fundamental piece around St George's Park, to have a home. I mean, for many years, we used to trawl the roads. You know, we stayed in hotels all over the country, training venues that we were beg, borrow and stealing. Um, now we have a home. We have an England home that caters for all of our England teams, men, women and para teams. And it's a fantastic place to, for us to develop players and help support prepared teams. I think that was a real big marker for us over a decade ago now. Um, and I, I also think a, a real big step forward that we, we made a couple of years back now is to create our own women's technical division within the FA. Um, and I think, again, that was a massive stride forward because it meant that we could drive our own strategy, we could drive our own plan, we could resource where we wanted to resource effectively, we could appoint the staff that we thought were appropriate, um, and we were able, what I describe as, get on a speedboat. We were able to inject the women's game with things that we knew that were right and ready for the women's game, and, and I think we're seeing the reaping the benefit of that now. And you talk about St George's Park. We saw last year with the Euros and the girls training and, and the senior men's team watching on the side. Just little moments like that. Does that make a, a huge difference? It may be not seem like a big thing at the time, but you know, that equality, that equity, that parity, is that something that's drove, drove driven forward as well? Yeah, it really has. And we genuinely do feel like we are one team England. Um, I think the staff, we have a really good relationship across the men and women's game and our para teams too. You know, we share offices um, uh, together and um, we often compare notes and uh, education training sessions together. So we work really, really well together and it really does feel like a place called home. And in terms of as well, the, the system as a whole, again, we're probably going to expect a lot more girls wanting to get into the game after seeing what you know, what the Lionesses have achieved and sort of is the system ready for that to keep accepting more players? I think the system's ready for it. I think we need to give these players opportunity. I think that's one of our biggest things going forwards is, you know, we can find talent, we can find players. I think on a participation level, the team have done an incredible job to ensure that there's opportunities and places for players to play. From a more kind of talent performance point of view, we need to ensure that we remain giving our players opportunity to play at the highest level. Um, I think the the professionalisation of the, the WSL Championship has been incredible and I'd love to see more of our young players coming through and playing in those teams. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So the Lionesses will now start gearing up to face their final challenge on Sunday at 11am UK time. They'll play Spain for the World Cup title. We'll bring you all the build-up live on Talk Sport from 10am. And Joe Shannon, Leanne Sanderson and Courtney Sweetman-Kirk will bring you commentary from the match from 11. For the first time since picking up her red card in the round of 16, England's Lauren James will be available to play in Sunday's final. But after such a strong performance from Ella Toon, Serena Wiegmann has something of a selection dilemma. Emma. Former Lionesses captain Faye White gave Alan Brazil and Gabby Agbonlahor her take on who she thinks will start for England. It was always going to be quite an even battle, I think. And just could we keep Sam Kerr quiet because we know how good and potent she is, a world-class striker. And yes, when she scored that screamer, I was like, oh no, here we go. But equally, I think just the way the team played calm, they, didn't, they were patient in their build-up and yeah, they've kind of dealt with every challenge that's been thrown at them so far this tournament and hopefully we can do one more on Sunday. So Faye, I'm reading today about there's disarray in the Spanish camp with the coach. Hold on, man. I, I think this is I think it's a smokescreen. Look, they've made the final and this is going to be a tough, tough game. I think England have got to put that to the back of their minds and say we've got a tough opponent here. Never mind uh, if there is a problem between the coach and the players. They've made a final of the World Cup. Yeah, well, it was documented, obviously, before the tournament, after the Euros, that the last year or so, that quite a few, 15 of the players were kind of refusing almost to play for the, that coach and wanted change because of how the, the camp environment is. Um, obviously, uh, we have two players that know the Spanish players very well in Lucy Bronze and Kira Walsh. And so I'm sure they'll they'll know what was the issues and and stuff. But they've kind of put that to bed since this tournament started, obviously. Um they've grown they I think they've grown into the tournament too. They obviously had a heavy loss against Japan in the group stage, but they've recovered and um yeah, they're showing it doesn't look like they're I think they're in a mixed bag. They obviously got to a final, they want to win it, but equally there are still issues. There's still quality players that weren't even at this tournament for Spain. Um and so there'll probably be mixed feelings, but equally the motivation to go on and win it now will be just as much as England's. So I I don't think England will be focusing on that. They'll just focus purely on the those eleven players that are gonna start for them, how they're gonna, you know, dismantle that and how they're gonna Obviously, deal with not having the ball so much. Um, I think for the first time in this in in the, the in the final. Faye, I wanted to ask you what you would do if you was um, England manager, and what do you, what you think the England manager will do with Lauren James. Do you think she'll come back in, or do you think she'll have to um, wait to come off the bench? 
Um, I just look at it's the opponent. Um, I think Serena will probably at- um, approach it from that way that they're they're going to have the ball for long periods of time. So I think you're going to need a midfield. Uh, the 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 battle in this is the midfield battle because of Bonmati and Pateas that are in there and how strong they are. I think you need a bit more um, kind of d- discipline uh, in the defensive side of the game, which I think Ella Toon will give you. Um, but I do I do see that Lauren James will play a part, but I, I think she'll go with Ella Toon, if, if I'm honest, for the first half. As we know, in women's games, first half can always be a lot tighter, cagey affair and need that discipline. And then you unleash what they call as the cheat code in camp yeah. um, and, and Lauren and then give the Spanish a different proposition but I just wonder if it's that discipline off because we won't have the ball. I think if it was a different team, you know, I think she might have just put her back in. But I think it's just the discipline side. And and in the Euros, we saw that they um, Spain were brilliant at nullifying our two wide players um, who were, you know, doing brilliantly in the tournament. And they get close, they try and ruffle you, they press hard when they lose the ball quickly as well. And I think they'll do that to, to Lauren. And, and uh, I think she obviously showed Nigeria she couldn't cope with that as much. And and But it's just that more the discipline side in the defensive role in midfield that yeah. I think um, that is going to be a key battle. Faye, what about Serena? Tell me a little bit more about Serena Wiegmann. Is she a tactician or is she more, um, you know, a more... Um, Management, you know, arm round girls and and talking to them one on ones. What sort of coach is she? I think both, basically. I think she's quite personable. Um, I think she's, you know, she's played the game. She she understood over. I think it was about hundred caps for the Netherlands, and so she understands the the women's game so well and the dynamics within the squad. And and I think she does a bit of both. I think she lets everyone know how what their part is in the team. Um, but equally, I think tactician with her number two as well, that they're just a brilliant team together and they understand, you know, women's football very well and and now this team and how they get the best out of them. But yeah. it's also about that environment, isn't it? In a squad is creating it to make sure that everyone knows their part. I mean, I look at Ella Toon, for example. She did get dropped in a way because I didn't think the first few games she was making an impact. She wasn't, you know, it was almost like the game was passing her by. And then Lauren James comes in and then for Ella Toon to get that chance again. But the way she's kind of reacted and scoring that goal, it's almost like, hang on, I'm still here. I'm fighting for this. But they're all in it together. And, um, you know, it's a squad thing. And that's the environment she's created. The biggest thing with Serena is the belief that she's instilled in the team. Um, I think that's the difference. We had the talent, the ability but it's that belief of looking at the manager going, well, she's won something with the Netherlands, who I, in my time, were very similar to England on the same path. And she took them to success and then followed it up by getting to the final. So she's done it again with us. And now can she, yeah, I'm like, she's got to go one. I think the stars are written that she'll go one more further and go and win it this time. Spain are ranked just two places behind the Lionesses in the world rankings and are sure to provide them with their greatest challenge yet. But former England goalkeeper Rachel Brown Finnis told Alan and Gabby on breakfast that England have proved they've got what it takes to go all the way. How is beautiful Sydney, Rachel? It's a great city, isn't it? Yeah, it's been tough. I've been sat here in my five-star hotel watching the sunset over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> I think you kind of like it. Oh, yes. I've been out there a few times, Rachel. And, of course... Uh, England players, they can't celebrate just yet. Sunday, big game. Spain are good opposition. This is going to be a close one, I think. 
it is, and two, you can't argue that the best two teams in the tournament have got here. England have found different ways of winning, you know, extra time, penalties against Nigeria, down to 10 players. Um, come up against a different continent, uh, or every single continent, uh, in, in, uh, in getting to this final. But Spain have had their problems coming into the tournament, a lot of discord between the players, uh, 15 of them not wanting to play for the national team because of their coach, Jorge Vilda. Uh, and I think in, in at the opposite end of the spectrum, I think uh, none of the England players could love Serena Wiegmann anymore. So, you know, there's certainly uh, polar opposites in field towards uh, their boss coming into this final. Rachel, um, are you on the camp of same team, starts the final, or do you believe Lauren James should come in? I think... Oh, uh, Lauren James was sensational, wasn't she? But if you were to answer... Try, try and make a name for yourself, as in, or to get your name on that starting team sheet. Ella Toon's goal yesterday was just sensational. Yes. So, you know, like for like, that will be certainly the same formation um, as what they've become accustomed to, playing three at the back, having Lucy Bronze and Rachel Daly flying down those wings. But, yeah, that is the biggest talking point, Lauren James or Ella Toon. I'd probably stick with the team that won the game in the semi-final, yeah. which would include Ella Toon. I think she will as well. Uh, Rachel, are you getting bombarded for ticket requests? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's a pleasure, isn't it? You, we've, I've been involved in women's football as a player for you know well over 20, 30 years even. I'm that old now, um, but having played in World Cups, um, it's never had the intention that it has right here, right now. And you know that's down to, of course, previous lionesses, um, those who went before me, but. The current success of this group of lionesses is what it's put on the map for everybody. Winning the European Championships last summer, everybody knows about the lionesses. Could they make history? They already have by getting to the final, but could they make history by winning the World Cup? I have every faith in that squad and all the staff that are there. Well, I just hope we get a result. I don't want penalties. Well, do you know what? A we result sometimes is, is penalties. We're good at pens. We're organised. Everybody knows what they're doing. I back Mary Earps because she's the best goalkeeper in the world to save one. So, you know, how, however it happens, if we left that trophy on Sunday night, I'll be having a little bit of a party. Yeah. You know what as well, um, Rachel? What I love about this whole tournament as well is we've got Scotsmen like Alan and we've got Scottish ladies like Shaban that um, are supporting England. So it's really brought... Um, you know, Scotland and England together? Well, I think not just Scotland and England, but, you know, the, the after effects of the win of the Euros, you see, if you've got young children or if you've got grandchildren, probably more you, Alan, um, then, you know, if they've got, uh, if you've got daughters yep. or young boys, they now have never seen a time where girls couldn't play football. You know, mm -hmm. I've got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and they just think it's normal that girls and boys both play football and never question that. That is that is a massive turning point yes. for all of us who have played football for so many years in the shadow of men's football, uh, but also with that little bit of, uh, you know, people thinking, oh, you can't play football, you're a girl. That has now, that's now changed. Like in primary schools, girls and boys play football. You know, my I've got a son and a daughter, and both of them want to play football. Both of them want to play for England. And that, yeah. for me, is the biggest thing that unites us all. It's just that love of football. You know, Scottish, Welsh, Irish, English, everybody's seen the effect that it has had on someone close to them. 
So after what's been a fantastic month of football, the World Cup comes to an end on Sunday and we hope it's going to culminate with the Lionesses lifting the trophy. But there's been so much to take away from this World Cup. Former Lioness and TalkSport pundit Leanne Sanderson checked in with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent on drive to try and sum up the tournament. Before we um, we ask questions about players like Lauren James and what do you do with her, let me get your view on the game because, of course, for, for quite some much of it, it was very tight. I think it was only towards the last maybe sort of 15, 20 minutes did it look comfortable for England. Um, do you think that they were that much better than Australia yeah. today? He's 3-1, the right result. Yeah, I do. I think from minute one, we looked like we were always in control. We dominated the game. It wasn't until Sam Kerr scored that amazing goal. Mm. Then, you know, I think Australia finally kicked on. It was interesting because I was quite underwhelmed by them based on the fact they were playing in front of 75,000 in their home stadium, you know, seems to be a good luck for England because we played this quarterfinal there, semi-final, and now we're going to play the final. So I think England deserved that for sure. Leanne, the million-dollar question then. Lauren James, um, we know Ella Toons started, absolute squad, an absolute banger today. What a goal. But what do you do with Lauren James? Do you put her straight back in or is she going to have to sit on the bench? No, I think she has to sit on the bench, not just because of Ella Toon, but I think, you know, she's one of my favourite players to watch. I always talk about, I'm like Lauren Jane's fan club. And I think she's a fantastic player. She'll learn from that mistake she made, but I think to throw her straight in there for a final would be, you know, asking a lot. I think she definitely could be that player coming off the bench. I think Ella Toon today, I've been, I've been questioning her throughout this tournament because I think she hasn't played her best football. We saw last summer when she came on, she did well as an impact sub. But today, that goal she scored was absolutely brilliant and fair play to her. Serena Wiegmann just seems to always find a way to get the best out of these players individually. Even when Kira Walsh got injured, you know, Laura Coombs comes in, does a really good job. Katie Zellum started in this tournament as well. So I think Serena Wiegmann, you know, what a coach she is, what a manager. And I actually tweeted it a minute ago and I said, I wish she was there when I was there. Why couldn't she have come 10 years ago? <laughs> Let me ask you, we're down to now the final two, Spain and England. Are they the best two teams in women's football at the moment, do you think? Um, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think it's been a really strange World Cup. I think, you know, we've seen the holders of the US women's national team go out pretty comfortably and they didn't have a really good tournament. We've seen Canada go out. We've seen, you know, a lot, lot of Germany, Brazil. All those teams have gone out. So now it's set up for England. The pathway became clearer as soon as those teams have gone out in France. So, you know, fair play to Linus as we top the group. A lot of people are questioning, saying we didn't play that well. But what more can you ask for? You know, imagine if we had Leah Williamson, Frank Kirby and Beth Mead there because that was a topic of conversation before the tournament the amount of injuries now look we're in a final without them so it's frightening to think where this team could actually go if we had those players there Leanne does that make it even more impressive you touched on it there about the likes of Leah Williamson not being there Beth Mead um, Frank Kirby getting to a final without these three players I mean Leah Williamson's your captain does that make it even more impressive I think so Benny. And I think also the fact that Serena Wiegmann has now got into two back-to-back European Championship finals, you know, and one with the Netherlands and England. Now back-to-back World Cups with the Netherlands in the last World Cup in France and now England. What an incredible job she's done. And, you know, obviously Phil Neville was in there before. And then before that it was Mark Sampson and they couldn't get a tune out of these players. And not many of the players have changed, to be honest. So under Phil Neville, they couldn't really, didn't really get going. Now Serena Wiegmann's gone in there, that winning mentality. And you can see sometimes, you know what it's like Benny and teams. They say, oh, we're the most together team and they're not I played on teams where everyone's saying oh you know they're together this team are genuinely together you can seal it see it mm. seal it you can see it you can <laughs> feel it and I can believe it as well so you know they deserve all the accolades they deserve and the fact that we're talking about it on drive shows you how far the women's games come and people can tell you know people are criticizing the line it's no it's not criticizing it's just critiquing what you see exactly what we're doing in the men's game is what we want in the women's game 
And long may that continue. And I think we can win the World Cup for sure. Now, I didn't think it beforehand, but I genuinely believe it now. Well, they are playing Spain in that final and it should be obviously an incredible game. Um, what, which one of the Spanish players is really impressed you and who should obviously England watch out for? Well, they've got the best player in the world in their team, Alexia Puteas, but she's obviously coming with, you know, that ACL injury. She's played minimal minutes. Bon Matti, one of the best players in the world, plays for Barcelona. She's definitely a player they're going to have to look out for. So it's not going to be an easy game, although we beat them last summer in the Euros 2-1 with that amazing Georgia Stanway strike. This game is not going to be easy, but I believe we can do it. Come on the Lionesses, we believe. <laughs> That's all for today. Thanks for listening. No show again tomorrow, but we will have another podcast packed full of exclusive audio as we continue to look ahead to the all-important World Cup final. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.